now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuitsLights.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to the December 1st? No, 2nd. 2nd. December 2nd edition of One Nation Radio, a.k.a. Botchamania. Um, yeah. <laughs> James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just, um, you know, in the intro, you always talk about if they put out trash, you're going to rip them to bits. So I, I think it's about that time. It's time, it's time to rip them yeah, to bits? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that, you know, I guess we got to live how your, rap, how your rhymes go, so... I guess yeah. we gotta do it that way. See, James James goes around like he'll just randomly say, "They putting out trash. We're gonna rip them to bits," and just laughs every time. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, in in keeping with ripping the bits, let's begin. All right. Um. We had is there what first was there any news in wrestling this week that we uh, needed to cover that I'm Outside missing. Of, um. Not to my knowledge. Brad no. Maddox, no longer with WWE. Okay. Um, you know. I mean, I guess we'll get into it later, but the project, like the the matchup that was floated around for WrestleMania 32. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we can talk about that. Let's we'll talk about talk that first. That. All right, sure. All right. Um, well, there was a um, report that came out that said... Uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, about Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania opponent. Um, if you're looking up and down the roster, you're kind of like, hmm, who's Brock going to wrestle? Like, he's always kind of been the odd man out this year. Uh, but it looks like Creative is discussing Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens for WrestleMania. Uh, when I heard news of that, I instantly said, take my money. I'm in. Can't wait to see it. Hope it happens. Um, James, what do you what do you think about th- that matchup? So who's the face? Uh, Brock. Really? Yeah. Uh, all right. He wins too. Well, I mean, you kind of have to win. He kind of <laughs> has to win. Like Kevin kind of Ke- Kevin Owens kind of came in on his whole gimmick being that he's like baby Brock Lesnar in NXT, and then he came to the main roster and it was like, oh, you look like. You're Randy Orton's little child when you stand next to him. So no way you can be a Monster Hill type of guy. In fairness, everyone looks like Randy Orton's child pretty Cesaro much. Cesaro doesn't. Well, Cesaro's John, tall. John Cena doesn't. Mm. Towers over him. But um, I uh, I think it would be a good match to do. Uh, it would give Brock some something different to do rather than you know going against you know the same guys he's wrestled. Over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, I probably if I if it was up to me, I probably would have had it. You know, knowing now that Seth is gone, I probably would have had him. You know, probably wrestle Dean Ambrose, but whatever, same difference, I guess. Um, hope it happens. Uh, it's a, it's purely speculation at this point. Kevin Owens, they would have to find a way to get him off the Intercontinental so, Title once he gets this. Uh, once he gets this match. 
or if he does get this match and he loses, are people going to complain saying that they uh, they didn't push him and they're burying him, seeing that again Brock fucking Lesnar? I think that I think that there will be some of that, uh, and you. there will be people you know arguing that Owen should win. Um, Why is that? Could he could he win in a shoot? <laughs> uh, highly doubt that. All right then. Uh, and that's my that's my philosophy on Lesnar too. Like if, if this was a shoot, you know, in that's case he never win. That's not. I mean, like as far as like okay, but I, I feel like Brock should go undefeated until like his career's over. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah, because that was so fun that when he was champion, he was just parachuting in from time to time and then leaving. That was so fun. I mean, he doesn't have to be champion, you know, to, to do that whole unbeaten well, if he, if thing. He, if he's un, if he's undefeated, why wouldn't he go back and the title? I mean, it's above the belt. You know, okay. special attraction. You know, he's our Andre the Giant. You know, um, we had uh, Raw in Pittsburgh this week, famously um, the arena where uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Royal Rumble was in 2014. Um, this year was Philly, okay. but they were in Pittsburgh, so you know Pittsburgh. That crowd can you know shit on things and rip them to bits. No, I thought you were going to say, like, it, isn't Pittsburgh where, uh, where, Man, where Mick Foley took flight? Or was that Kansas City? It might have been Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. Hold on, let me look. Um, we, uh, they, they opened up uh, with the New Day um, coming out there, and they used the New Day to big up Sheamus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um they used the big they used the um new day to do a lot of things. Uh they were in like four or five oh, segments. Yeah. Like it, it was getting mad, you know, they're running on thin they're just running on fumes at the end, but okay. <clears throat> um we had Seamus come out there in that suit, uh, with the hair slick back, looking awful, I might add. I thought the suit was clean, but when he should have just kept the Mohawk. Just you know, just my personal taste. But um, they got the whole big confetti celebration going on, and basically he's throwing up the belt, and he's talking about Seamus 515, says he just whooped your ass and all this crazy shit. What do you make of this Seamus 515 shit? Um, I thought it was kind of whack, but whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, Foley, yeah, Foley took flight in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yep, where Mick Foley uh, went and almost died. Yeah. Um. It, it was just like, okay, well, anyway, like, my whole talk of it is like, you know, I wanted to see if we could do a cut-up, an audio cut-up of Austin doing the, you talk about your Psalms and your 316, well, and then you hear Seamus say, Seamus 515 says I just, and then I and then I cut it and I say, change the channel. <laughs> We might have to put that together just, just for James. If if we got someone listening that wants to do the video, you know, if you want to make like an Instagram video of that or something, that would just be awesome. Um, from there, uh, Seamus was posing on top of the turnbuckles. The new dad left at this point. Uh, Roman Reigns appears out of nowhere and takes Seamus down with a huge Superman punch. Um, and he steals the WWE World Heavyweight title and yeah. leaves with it. Yeah. He and, sure yeah. Then, basically, um, you know, Reigns goes backstage and, you know, he's back there with the Usos and Dean Ambrose. And it's a, you know, let's let's uh, let's jerk Roman off session, pretty much. 
And all of a sudden, um, Triple H and Stephanie are there. Like, it's like, Roman, remember? The, <laughs> it was like, kind of like the Chris Farley SNL skit where he's doing these flustered interviews. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, somebody famous comes on and he's just like, just literally just in awe of the person. It's like, Roman, remember that time you eliminated all those guys in the 2014 Royal Rumble? That was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was similar to that. Roman, remember that time at the at the, the night at the 2013 Survivor Series where you eliminated all those guys and that everyone was, cheered you? That was pretty sweet. It was like it was like that. <laughs> uh, Roman, remember that time you won the 2014 Royal or 2015 Royal Rumble? That was that was that was cool. It's just that. Just yeah. listen to his accomplishments. Okay, whatever. Um, so Triple H and Stephanie walk up and they say, uh, you know, the uh, they're not in the mood for Roman Reigns' games and to cut the crap, yeah. pretty much. Um, uh, what kind of baby face is Roman Reigns to just hand them back the belt? Here, no fight. Here you go. Eh, whatever. Do you think Stone Cold Steve Austin would have handed back the title? First off, they wouldn't have ran up on him backstage if he had it uh, back then. So he also wouldn't have had any friends. Uh, yeah, probably. He's still <laughs> anti Yeah, I um, I I don't know. That's just weird. I, I I think that you think Shawn Michaels would have handed back the belt. Well, he did hand back the belt. No, I'm talking about you know while being demanded to. And then, and then Vince gave that man a hug while he's he gave that man the most insincere hug I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen somebody less enthused to give somebody a hug than the one that shot the one that Vince gave to Sean. My WrestleMania shoot. main event going up in flames. He's like, <laughs> if you ever seen the, if you ever seen the still photo of, of seeing like Vince's head on Sean's shoulder while that's happening, it looks like Vince has like looks of disappointment, disgust, betrayal, like. All these evil connotations, and like you see it all on his face, like all at once. It's, I'm gonna make that better for you. Imagine that is the Jordan crying face on top of Vince McMahon's thing. <laughs> <laughs> if someone can do that, also that is a meme request. Uh, put the Michael Jordan crying face on top of Vince McMahon's head. Oh my god! Please send it to us, uh, Radio One Nation at Gmail dot com or on Twitter at One Nation Radio. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know. Reigns basically, you know, he doesn't give the belt to Triple H. He gives it to Stephanie, and yeah, you know, whatever. They play that game, you know. I give it to the one who really runs, the, the really runs everything. Okay, whatever. Yeah, um, they're like they're they're keep teasing this every single week. Like, at what point do you think it'll be the final straw, and they finally announce it'll be Triple H versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? I mean, <clears throat> is Roman Reigns defending the championship against him or something? Or no. they got to figure that so. out? Then. Who knows? Look, Tri- Triple H number who, thirty Royal Rumble. Look, who are you? Who are you rather have be champion right now? Champion Triple H. Triple I, H. Okay then. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah. Give him the. Uh, yeah. You know. Give him another run. You know. I'm sure he can make yeah. another propaganda video. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, plenty of stuff. You know. You you could you know you can you can wet your you can wet your hair up. You can wear bulletproof vest, but none of it ever lasts. At the end, yeah. all they left is the, the game. game. So. <laughs> They can do, you know, they, you can they, be the chosen one. Yeah. All you had to do was shake my hand. Yep. And now, <laughs> now you chose this. And now, you made, and now, this, honestly, dude, where do you want to go to next? Uh, we can just, we can just keep rolling through, through Raw. Right. Um, Tyler Breeze and Dolph Ziggler had a match. 
Uh, pretty good match, I might add. Uh, Ziggler ends up defeating Breeze, clean in the middle, uh, as the 50-50 booking continues. Um, hopefully they'll wrap this shit up at TLC and let these guys and pick a winner and figure it out. Um, you got any thoughts on that match, James? Good match. Um, I don't know if it was the crowd or just the utter um, apathy for um, crowd apathy for um, Tyler Breeze. I don't know, but like they're gonna have to do something to like <laughs> jumpstart him because he's like. He's so dead in the water, it feels. Yeah, he's, uh, I was listening in to, uh, Wrestling Observer, and they said he's eerily walking along the path of Fandango. Basically, you win your... Fandango is bigger than him, though. (laughs) But I'm saying, like... A lot bigger than him. Like, you you make your debut, and you don't wrestle for a while, you defeat a guy on on pay-per-view, um, you lose back to him, like, basically Jericho being, you know... Ziggler this time. Um, but Lana and Rusev are back. Um, uh, Rusev was in the ring with Miz for Miz TV. Uh, fans start chanting for the USA, and you know, Rusev, you know, snapped on them. Um, they talked about Rusev watching the WWE World Heavyweight title from home as he was injured. Fans immediately start saying, We want Lana. And, you know, Rusev, I thought he owned the crowd. He was like, you know, everyone wants Lana, but Lana's mine. Now, mm-hmm. now shut up. And, you know, he does the whole th- heel thing about, you know, where was y'all? Where was y'all at when I was injured? You know, all that other stuff. He's a heel. No one gives a damn about you, Rusev. Yep. And then he introduces Lana, and she's back in, in the business suit. Okay. Um, uh, it... <laughs> They basically run the TMZ shit back, and you know, for the 500th time, uh, we all didn't know that. Well, at least this time it was uh, planned. Uh, it was there. It was controlled by them. I, 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 I don't know. Honestly, now that I mean, I guess we'll get to it later. But they've lost. A what ton. Do, Yeah, they've lost a ton. But like, what do they do with like Lana? And oh, uh, not Dutchman or Zeb. What do they do with those two now that they're all they're like these four four niggas only like the lean back remix? remix. <laughs> like what, they, what, what do they do now? Um, I think they just probably show up for the individual matches. You never know, like if they do like a big team match uh, in the future. Uh, I know they did one um, on Raw. Maybe they'll all come ringside. But um, with Lana coming back, uh, she basically talked about, for the record, she never went all the way with Ziggler. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd immediately started chanting, yes, you did, and started slut-shaming. Is that slut-shaming, though? <clears throat> I think th- I think it was. How? Like, basically, they went Because, from- you know, I, I, I tend to think that I kind of have, you know, an t- antenna for that sort of stuff. Like, there's a difference between, it, like, okay... How do I say this? There's a difference between slut shaming and just hating women in general. That's, like, that's there's, what there's, I was there's, getting to. There's a, there's a distinction. That's what I was getting to. Okay. Um, like, they, in a matter of, you know, seconds, 45 seconds, they went from we want Lana to yes, you did. Like, you know. I mean, it's not we, like, we know it's a work. It'd be one thing if they, I, I don't know. Like, you know, all the, the weird stuff they say to about women, like crowd chants, like, you know, when they were doing the 
You suck, Brian. Yeah. You suck, Cena. No, that yeah. was really bad. So, like, I mean, I don't want to give this crowd a, any type of, or any of these crowds uh, full of uh, dumbass men that don't know how to behave. But, um, I don't know. I didn't, especially after the fact when on the other end they do the yes you did to Rusev. Rusev. It seemed like it was equal, equal opportunity. So, I don't know. And then um, apparently there was a double cross. Um, I've been reading about <laughs> um, Ryback um, appears, and he basically starts. You know, when he talked to the Zigman, yeah. you know, the Zigman said he the, did the Zigman. You know, I if I'm Rusev backstage, and then that wasn't scripted. You know, I'm I'm hot at that point. I don't know why it's a work. It's all a work. I mean, I was like, yo, who told you to do that? You going all book? You got to run it. But Look, I thought that was I thought that was one of the more interesting things that of that entire segment. So I don't know <laughs> if you want to be like, how dare how dare you make my my you know my Rusev versus Ryback uh, promo setting up a match interesting? Yeah, like um, the match ain't gonna be. Yeah, they had a, they had a match and that was very uninteresting. Was that actually a match? Or was just a brawl outside? <clears throat> they had a match and then it basically oh. um, really quickly went into. Lana getting um, hit by the steel steps and Rusev yes. gets counted out. Uh, I don't know if they're setting up a stairs match, but I it sure looked like it. I hope not. Um, like, uh, let's see where we're at. Uh, basically, they start throwing the uh, stipulations on. Oh, we forgot to mention um, the five fifteen. They made Roman Reigns and Sheamus for the main of you know one of the main events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then attached all these stipulations to these other folks, uh, like Dean Ambrose. If Roman doesn't win, your consequences uh, affect more than just you. Yeah, if Roman doesn't win, you don't get no title shot. Usos, if Roman don't win, you don't get no title shot. I thought that was a piece of good healdom. Yeah, um, I did too. Until they until they <laughs> messed it up at the end. Yeah. Um. What? Did, okay. Um. Because the whole thing was, didn't he say you have to win the belt in five fifteen? That whole thing confused me. Because I swear to God, said, I thought they said you need to win the cause title. If they said because if they said you have to win this match at five fifteen, then, right. then it's like okay, that's the easy out clause. That's why you can just. I feel like, like I was under the impression that they were like, yeah, Roman Reigns needs to win the championship tonight. I mean, but honestly, you knew bullshit was on deck when you saw them come out. Well, at one, 10 o'clock. one, knowing that like the pay per view is two weeks away, and two, like when they come out at ten o'clock, you're like, okay. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a title change. Like bullshit detector. Ding, ding, ding. And when's the last time there's been a title change on TV? Uh, 2011? Uh, like when like when, when the title was vacant, when CM Punk was gone? You're talking and, about the, the WWE like, World Heavyweight like, title. Like the tournament, like the tournament, and then Ray won, and then all of a sudden they congratulate that man, and they have him fight Cena an hour later? <clears throat> it might be. Yeah, it might be. Um, Titles don't change I, hands on TV, bro. I swear, I think they should they should uh they should look at that, look at doing some of that. Um, we had the Wyatt family um uh, come out. Um, they basically uh look, excuse why, me the Dudley boys. Why came change out. why change titles on TV when you just have screwy finishes every single main event? And just roll it over, right? Yeah. They um <laughs> first uh the Dudleys were in the ring. Uh, Bubba Ray has to lose those fucking glasses, bro. Like ah, uh, that shit is like I don't care enough to want to change his glasses. Like take them shits off. Sure, like, 
take him off. Like he, if he was stuttering and all that, and doing the whole you know Bubba Ray, you know ECW thing, cool. But he's cutting like a regular promo. Like I just can't take him serious. Um, they basically you know talk that shit, and you know they bring these tables out with the Wyatt family um, names on them, uh, which I found hilarious. Um, then all of a sudden, you know, the Wyatt's come out and, you know, accept the challenge. And I thought Wyatt was cool in that little quick promo that he had. Um, they actually let Devon Dudley talk, <laughs> which I yeah. found interesting. <laughs> but <laughs> And then he started doing his old shtick, like that, that pastor gimmick shtick or whatever. Testify. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like, they have a... Uh, PTSD. Yeah, like, just, all them tables. <laughs> all them chair shots. You ever seen Devon Dudley's forehead? Yeah. That man's yeah. like Junior Carlos Colon out there. Wow. Um, then all of a sudden, um, the Dudley boys say they weren't alone. And out comes Tommy Dreamer from ECW. From the crowd, yes. From the crowd. Looking like a guy. Yeah. Looking exactly like a guy. Um, mm-hmm. Tommy. What was wrong with Tommy Dreamer's face? Oh, I can tell you what was wrong with his face. <laughs> um, Look, we got to talk about this. Okay, so he's balding in the back. Not the front, like the back. Yep. So that that's one thing. It's like kind of like the sting joint, right? Um, the issue that Dreamer has was that like, he was tan, but his face was so much tanner than his arms and he was only he was wrestling in the team in, in long pants. So the only, only thing, only part of some fleshy you ever saw was the form, you know, the forearms and the face. It yep. was like, why is your face? I get, you know, I, 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 how do I do? I've never had that. Man, know, look like Sunny Delight out you there. You can tell by my complexion that I never really have ever needed to tan. Yeah, but uh, I believe that it's like you know, you go get a particular like number for like how dark the tan is, and it seemed like on, on his on his upper body. It's like and, a drive-through. Arms, he got like a he got like a, I guess a two, and then on his face he got a four. <laughs> it, it was weird. He um yeah he he looked like Sunday Delight. He looked like uh, a Phoenix Suns jersey. He looked orange, not orange, orange. He looked like a Cincinnati Bengals helmet. Huh. Um, he looked like a Miami Hurricanes jersey. He looked like a he looked like Randy Orton's chest. <laughs> Look like Miz. <laughs> when, when, now, when Miz in 2010. Be, well, Miz be yellow. Miz is yellow. Like orange. Christian's yellow Like also. Randy Orton. Yeah. Chris, yeah Christian's, Christian and Miz get that yellow tan. Uh, Randy and, and Ziggler, when they were doing the, the, the tan thing, super heavy, they're orange. Yeah. Um, well. I on. mean, at least, he wasn't, at least he wasn't like Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. He was out there, bro. Hogan was looking like a brother out there. So was Randy oh. Savage. Had me fooled when I was younger. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that fooled you. I ain't never heard no dude sound like that. Uh, you know, and look in, in either in either of those categories that we're talking about. I thought Randy Savage. What's Randy Savage? Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's well, of his own. That man is one of one. <laughs> Number before none to come. Yes, he is couture. He is he is custom made. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and, uh, we're going to go to break. We'll come back with more One Nation Radio.
Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Uh, we're playing that uh, NWO B team mid card NWO music. Well, because then Fakes didn't come out to, to that one, or no? I'm sure he did. Because I think he used to tag team with Scott Norton sometimes. Oh my god, what a tag team there! Woo! Look, but but you know everything that was done back then was so much better than it is now. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Scott Norton. Who was Fake Sting anyway? A guy named Jeff Farmer. Okay. I guess he worked in Japan for a while. Uh, but the reason we played that NWO B team music is, you know, we have a new faction um, called the League of Nations. Wow. Uh, I feel like those guys, you know, fit right. They need to just go ahead and adopt that theme song. I think they own the rights. Nah, bro. You know, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna team full that. of geeks. You ain't going to talk that about the real like that. And look. Geek. He needs to turn face. Look, I feel like they're real mailing it in. And then fight who? How's he mailing it in? He's been in <clears> he's been wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like yeah. they, they've had that man like wrestling the last two weeks. Like he fought Goldust in like a three minute match. He can fight Dean Ambrose. Oh uh, no, no. You said as a face, he can fight Kevin Owens. I mean, Kevin he has an IC title. Kevin Owens I mean. about to fight. What's it called? Fight Bray Wyatt. I don't give a fuck. I just want to oh, see how well yeah. Del Rio's a face. Yeah, because he'll get because he'll get over fighting. Uh, Let uh, him fight Luke Harper then. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, they completely, completely stopped uh, using Luke Harper as a singles wrestler. Like, first, like, to kill time and all that kind of stuff, like they were doing at the beginning of this year. Uh-huh. And you see the, the in-ring product, and you wonder, like, what happened? Like, okay, how about you have one of your best workers work? So, just, just a suggestion. <clears throat> before we got to that League of Nations announcement, we had a five-minute or four-minute uh, Roman Reigns-Sheamus match. I thought it was actually okay. They basically went for a million pinfalls, uh, pretty much like you have to do. Um, as they, they, at least they played it upright. Yeah, um, I you know at least he didn't sit in a nerve hold for you know two minutes on some Yokozuna shit. Tap, quit. Tap. Um, <clears throat> we uh, also had before we get to the league. Of Na- uh, let's just go ahead in the league of nations. We got Rusev, who's newly back. We have. King Barrett, who I don't know if he's won a match on television uh, since King of the Ring. Um, Alberto Del Rio, the United States champion, who is badly. And I think, did they like basically just just gloss right over that Mexican that Mexican America shit? didn't ever happen. No, okay, so I noticed um, <laughs> when he came out, his Titan trying to change. It was gold. It wasn't any of that Mexican America shit. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming... Like yeah, they they just they just killed it because yeah. it was dead in the water anyway. And then the WWE World Heavyweight Champion Sheamus. Um, what do you make of this faction, uh, James? I, <sighs> um, I think that Sheamus, given an equal opportunity, where everyone was given you know the same um, time spot and the same opponents. I think that Sheamus is the worst hill out all four of those guys. Uh, I'd rather have Bad News Barrett. I'd rather have... Uh, I'd rather have Seamus than Barrett. Better, you think... Okay. And th- this incarnation of Seamus. Seamus right when he came back from WrestleMania. When okay. He, when he had some steam. <clears throat> and the steam was a haircut. Steam was a haircut and beating down uh, the small guys. 
Okay, he's fighting Roman Reigns. He's now small, so all that's out the window now. <laughs> no, that's my point. Um, I think Rusev should be the champion right now. I'd rather have Rusev be champion, and like, cause look, I'd rather, I'd rather have, um, <clears throat> I'd rather have any any heel version of Del Rio that we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I'd rather because at least like. Even if like his promos are whack, he comes off. He oozes like the the machismo, the, the look of a champion. Like he comes off as a, as a champion. Like I don't know if it's because of um, he used to do the aristocrat thing. He doesn't do anymore. He still comes off like I'm He's better important. than you. Like I'm better. Yeah, I'm important. I'm better than you. So I, he will work better. Barrett, bad news, Barrett. Like it was hilarious, and he's a jerk. And even like it, and it was working for him, and it, it might have worked so well that he was seemed like he was turning face at the time because it mm-hmm. got over so well. Um, and then he got injured again for like the millionth time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rusev, like once you got him away from the nationality Russia or Bulgaria versus USA, and had him you know be mean to Lana, he was interesting every single week. Uh, Sheamus is. Sheamus has been an interesting week to week since God knows when. Who knows? Uh, Jeremy actually had asked about the League of Nations. What's up, Jeremy? Um, he says they shouldn't be goofy or cheesy heels. They should be just aggressive heels and full of menace. It seems like that's where they're going. Um, I I just seriously doubt that they'll actually let them do that. My issue because is because WWE think, books heels like cowards. My issue is I don't think they're evil enough. Like when are they going to lay somebody out by like putting them through? Uh, Put them through a table or Fucking something like that. Yeah, backstage, like a beat like a backstage. Yeah, we. What's the last time? Last I missed you months ago. What's the last time someone got caught a caught one in the backstage? Sheamus and Big Show. It was backstage, or, or excuse me, it was Ryback and Big Show. That was backstage. It was this year. It was good too. But that was like doing the whole Miz thing, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Seamus and Mark Henry had a pretty good one, like where they'd be like cutting an interview, and all of a sudden they just get charged. Yeah. Um, but backstage, they need a lot some more backstage stuff, and I think Dean Ambrose is the guy to start doing it with. Like, just let him run up on folks, and you know, build on him being crazy. Um, they had a match. Uh, the Usos, Dean Ambrose, and Roman Reigns uh, basically ran out, uh, and they took on Kings. King Barrett, uh, Sheamus, Rusev, Alberto Del Rio, and then they were interrupted by the New Day, so it became a seven-on-four handicap match. Uh, immediately, I thought Xavier was taking the pin. Uh, <laughs> apparently not. Um, they decided that we're just going to go ahead and beat Dean Ambrose. Why? They're not, they're not doing anything with him this week, so... Yeah, Um, and conspicuous by his absence is Kevin Owens, who is a better heel than all of them. Um, (laughs) uh, He was not on Raw this week. Why was he not on Raw, though? There are stories about about it out there. I haven't read them yet. Um, Cam Evans actually asked about that. Um, Why was Owens not on Raw? Let's see. We'll find out. Kevin Owens not on Raw. I mean, I, it, it was just weird to see, like, okay, so... And then they mentioned him. They, like, he wasn't on TV this week, and they oh, didn't even mention him. he had an illness, apparently. Oh, He went okay. home sick. Oh, okay. Well. That's nice. Yeah, he went home sick. Okay. Um, look, 
But what that stopped people from complaining about WWE saying the thing in their side of touch they love killing all off TV? No. Um, So so what do you think happened? Do you think, like, it was supposed to be Kevin Owens instead of Del Rio in the last second? I would think so. I would think it would be be him instead of Del Rio. Because who the fuck is Dean Ambrose intertwined with in this? Right, right. That's, yeah. Or, like, they're going to make Rusev and Barrett a tag team now? Or, like, like, what's the deal with that? Uh, I don't know. Just goons. Just just bodies to throw out there to save shit. King Barrett's the first... Level, Bruce was the second level. Yeah, he's like, he's like, remember, Del Rio's the third like, level, okay, then so you get the Sheamus. So, remember, um, the wrestling is a wrestling thing, yes. And every time about the, the evolution, is like, okay, so who's the young guy on this? Homage, like, everybody's talking about, like, how, uh, you know, he our evolution was put in place just basically to protect uh, weak ass Triple H, mm-hmm. and the whole thing was if you're a rocker, you're Stone Cold Steve Austin or Chris Jericho, you gotta. Like, first, you got to fight Ric Flair. You get past Ric Flair, you got to fight Randy Orton. If you get past Randy Orton, then all of a sudden, this, this gigantic motherfucker named Batista will throw your ass out of, out of, this, out of the Earth's <laughs> orbit. So, it's kind of like that. It's like, okay. Like, um, Rusev and Barrett are basically his goons now. Just minions. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I think Rusev could be doing a, a lot more. But it's a good spot for him uh, right now. There's nothing else for him currently to do. Um, oh yeah, Sheamus gyrating—that was hilarious. I forgot to mention that. Um, we basically <laughs> um, got Dean Ambrose losing, as we mentioned, and you know the League of Nations. Yeah, we'll see what they do. I think they're a bunch of geeks, but. Um, we had Charlotte and Becky Lynch squaring off. Uh, basically, yep. uh, Becky Lynch walks up on Charlotte backstage and let's have a match. And you know, not for the title or anything. They had to throw that out there. And Charlotte looked at her and was like, "Why?" Almost on some, "Why would you want to fight me? Like I, I don't need to fight you. Like what you mean? We ain't supposed to do that." Hmm. <clears throat> um, and she accepts the challenge. Um, as long as she can bring her dad out there. Uh, yeah. The dirtiest player in the game. Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair. Uh, if All y'all, that. If y'all didn't know. All um, that. Basically, they did like a, uh, they did a pinky square before they locked up. And they, Becky was pretty much dominating the match until, uh, basically, uh, Charlotte fakes a knee injury. And Becky decides not to attack her friend. Rick gets up on the apron to, uh, I guess, converse with Becky about, you know, is Charlotte okay? Charlotte, looking like Shawn Michaels, basically <laughs> does a does a uh, kip-up at that point, and she rolls Becky Lynch up. And Rick, you know, does the Ric Flair dance in the aisleway, you know, whatever, you know, the hell that is. Um, and basically, I mean, Paige was saying Charlotte was the one, you know, she was a cheater just like her dad. And everything else on commentary, and she looked like she was justified in that. Um, I just want to remind people that Ric Flair has been cheating for 40 years. Um, and shouts out to Vaughn Johnson. He actually quoted me. He was like, cheating on women, on taxes, in matches, like... <laughs> on death. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Ric Flair, uh, and we shouldn't be surprised. The uh, apple didn't fall far from the tree in this in this instance. Um are they going to make this a three-way? 
well, before I get to that, I think it's quite just just you just brought up the flare thing. I think it's quite fitting that they name uh, that they name uh, Char- or Ashley Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Or one is like I don't know if y'all know this. Like Ric Flair <clears throat> may or may not, depending on what what light area he is, is allowed to actually be in Charlotte because he out here because he's out here sh- he's he's. He's jacked so many people out of bread and owes so many people money. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you, like, I don't know if you know this. The, uh, on Bomani's uh, show, they were talking. They had um, a guy from Pro Football Talk that's in, that's based in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. They were talking about how, like, back in the day, Rick Flair used to tell you about how he used to uh, about loans and mortgages, and it was called like you know. Um, the four the four point plan on that like the figure four it's yeah. like look that was a look, work too but keep in mind like the only thing the only keep in mind like Charlotte has is such a it's a city but it's such a small city that it's like not so like not on the map around the rest of the country mm. that like honestly like Ric Flair was literally like their mascot ambassador of that town and it is like. Oh yeah, man. We identify with you. He's kind of like Philly and Rocky, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, he's the embodiment of this, and you know. So yeah, I signed the dotted line and fucking around and default and lose <laughs> lose your assets. <laughs> fucking, with, fucking with Ric Flair. Yeah. So, but anyway, just uh, <laughs> are, are they going to turn this into a three way feud? It seems like it, but it seems like you know that's something that they're going to set up for Royal Rumble. It seems like it's too close for. To just get it done in the next week. Mm-hmm. There's only one more show left. Uh, I thought Becky looked good. No, she looked good in the opportunity, but they had to make so? her. I thought she looked. They had to ar- make her stupid. I thought she looked extra orange today. <laughs> or but the other day. it kind of matches with with the hair. At least her, it was all of her. You know. But she she was one color. She looks like she out there looking like a carrot. Hey, I, I can't be talking bad about Becky Lynch. I, I'm I'm a Becky Lynch fan. I'm just saying. To, I'm just saying. You know, lay off for a week. That's all. Like, get yourself to a normal, like, actual, like, tone that you would see in life. That's all. <laughs> um, then she basically plays the dumb baby face. Uh, I don't know how that's supposed to help anything. But, um... <sighs> well, she, she seemed like the whole thing was like, we're still friends, but I'm just disappointed. I never thought you would do something like this. Yeah, strategy, you know, Charlotte said. Yeah. This is a work, Charlotte. <laughs> or, you know. But, um, they basically, uh, you know, it's, it's like a big gossip storyline. I have a question. Yeah. So, like, when have we ever had a thing? Okay, I understand what they're doing. They're kind of like setting, setting the, the, setting it up so and eventually it will be the babyface Becky versus the tweener Charlotte. And then the heel page, but when has there ever been a time where, like at the time, there was a it was a face and there was a heel, and the heel says all this mean stuff about like the character of this face and how it's a fraud and a diamonds is fake, and then like while on commentary, it's proven right. Like the last time when Hulk Hogan, when uh, Bobby Heenan said that Hulk Hogan was the third man, yeah, he, once, he when he trash. walked to the camera, like, well, what side is uh, is he on? Will you, will you cut that out? You know damn well he's part WCW. <laughs> and then next thing you know, he pushes he pushes uh, 
Neil Patrick fuck ass out the way and drops that drops that leg on on yeah. Savage. Yeah. Is that the last time that's happened? No. That um, seems like that seems like that's hustling backwards. Basically, dude. the uh, the Chris Jericho Shawn Michaels feud. Oh, hypocrite. Okay. Was built on Shawn Michaels being a hypocrite right, and us right. not caring. Like whatever. We still love Shawn Michaels and Jericho basically like, what you mean? Why y'all don't love me? I always been upstanding, you know. And then he basically he morphs into that heel character from there. Um, but. <clears throat> I don't know if this would turn Paige back face. I don't know if nah, the writers know what nah, they're doing. Nah, nah, but nah, nah. She's, she's still a heel. Um, speaking of women, um, Sasha Banks and Brie Bella had a match. Okay. Um, and they had a match. Yeah. Um, sure Sasha did. Banks got, I think it was a five-minute match, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they were talking about unity. <laughs> I was screaming when I heard that, bro. Yes. You know, one thing I was so upset about is I couldn't find like a good picture of like, of Dave Chappelle dresses, dressed as Rick, Rick James, James with the, with the Trinity, with the unity ring. Yeah. Like that, make was, that meme. Make it good enough to where I just put it up there. So people want to say what's going on. Cause it, it's like, I was just like, wow, I can't believe this. Yeah. They're, they're out there. They've been hanging with the new day. Okay. Backstage. So can, can I, all right. So, you know the the satire site WWE Creative, right? Yes. Okay. So after that um, inset promo, they called um, they they basically more or less just called uh, Team Bad the the female um, New Day. Yeah, that's pretty much what they are in um, a sense. Except they don't get to talk as much. They don't get to talk as much. They're not nearly as entertaining. And they only did one thing, and they don't get cheap heat. Yeah. And they're not nearly as ridiculous. Speaking of that, they um, attempted to make Brie Bella a face this week, <laughs> which I don't like. How? Where did that come from? I, that's the thing that about this whole thing that made it so like maddening for me was when they had the three teams with the you know submission sorority slash team PCB versus Team Bad versus the Bellas. Like the Bellas were the tweener. Like they went out and just immediately made like um, team when bad they had heels. The most heat. Yeah, right. And then like you know, but depending on which faction, they, which other faction they fought, they were they were heels or faces. It's like every other week, is, and it made no. It was just dumb because you're confusing the crowd. Yep. And this is another example. Like, is she a heel or not? All right. And basically, like the crowd goes you know silent because Sasha Banks as a heel working as a heel, has to use kind of like a grounded attack. Like she's putting Brie in a chin lock and the crowd's just sitting on their hands. And the crowd goes mild. When, you know, they should be, you know, it should be the payoff for all those we want Sasha chants. But maybe this company doesn't know what it's doing. Just maybe. Just putting it out there. It's, it's, it's a possibility. Um... Speaking of that, it, it, it may have came out, came up at some point. <laughs> WWE this week, um, they have this thing called like uh, some type of council they have. I guess it's like a fan like type thing. I heard about this. They've sent out a survey uh, to their council, and it's made up of fans, pretty much, um, about what what is WWE doing wrong? Like, why why are they turning the chant? Why are people turning the channel? Why are uh, you know? Why are they losing their audience? Are they in touch with the times? Um, it's really simple. They're only doing one thing wrong. You know what it is? The main event. No, it's only one thing. You know what it is? What is it? Everything. 
everything. Right. They got, they, they're, 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 they're only doing one thing wrong. Just one thing. And that, but it's, it's everything. Right. Everything. Like, they got the women fucked up out here. They got, like, the tag team division all fucked up except for one team. Uh, they, like, everybody's, everybody else is essentially, a, you know, getting, getting beat one week, win the next week. They're all, they're all, um, mid-carders effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only people that ever are actually over are the motherfuckers that aren't here every single week. So, or yeah. right now. So, like, the only guy that's really over that's there every single week is John Cena. Well, great, he's not here for the next, for however, however much longer. He'll probably be back. Right. At first Raw of the year. Just, you know, Undert- Undertaker's over. Rock yeah. Lesnar's over. Goldust was over, too. No, uh, not no more. Not that, that. That that won't be for long. Yeah, they'll, look, they'll they'll beat that new car. Jericho's sm- look, over. They'll beat that new car smell right off of him. <laughs> okay, like, Jericho's over. Hey, yeah, he probably is. <laughs> no, the guys that aren't on TV. Tommy Dreamer was over for yeah. uh, until the yeah. match started. Yeah, you know. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> like that dude wrestled. In, that dude wrestled in '96. Was wrestling in '96, and he's fighting Braun Strowman. Never mind. Yes, sir. May I have another? Um, let's go to some of the questions that were on the survey. It was, how often do you typically watch Raw? Most of the hardcore Unf- fans? Unfortunately, every single week. Um, which of the I'm following? Try- it, it, it's like smoking cigarettes. I'm trying to quit, but I it can't just seem to quit the habit yet. That's all. It says, uh, which of a the... A pack a week. <laughs> which of the following video streaming services do you subscribe to? I'm looking at this secondhand. They don't have them listed, but, you know, WWE Network, obviously. Um, it says Netflix, how, WWE Network. Yeah. Um, how have your viewing habits of Raw changed compared to the past? Uh, I'll fall asleep now how, how, quicker than I much, would. What do they mean by past? Uh, like what are the? Is it like multiple choice? No. You actually can fill in the actual answer. Yeah. Of, of okay. Um. Uh. Okay. It. I watched. I was entertained for two hours, sometimes three, whenever you would do a super show. Um, they all super shows now, James. Those days are over. <laughs> um, um, it says, which of the following ways do you watch Raw? And then WWE Network, app, live, highlights on WWE.com, YouTube, social media, record and watch later. Hulu, how do I watch? Illegally. No, how do I watch it is what it says. Yeah. With regret. <laughs> okay, with uh, regret. Yep, and then the next question was, which of the following describes how you primarily watch Raw? With regret. Um, uh, which of the following describes how many hours of Raw you tend to watch during any given week? Less than an hour, at least two hours, the entire episode. Um I usually watch the entire episode. The entire episode because I have to do a pod, a weekly podcast. <laughs> uh, before Raw airs, how frequently do you check to see which superstars or diva or divas are going to appear on Raw? How the fuck do we do that? They're like Twitter, I guess. I mean, .com. I'm not going to www.com. Does anyone you know go to www.com like on a regular basis just to check shit out? Dude, you're the only person. I, you're the only person in my, my group of friends that watches wrestling. Besides, oh, Josh. So, so only two of us. So, like, no, of course not. Like, who would do such a thing? Like, uh, I'll, I'll check out www.com uh, when I'm either looking for merch or I'm looking at those interviews, which are 
good sometimes. Okay, I can imagine going on WWE.com only because that's a one way to get to the network as well. Yeah. But other than that, no. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a couple of them that, are, that suck, so I'm going to skip those. Um, do you ever change the channel during an episode of Raw, including during commercial breaks? Every fucking week. <laughs> what makes you change the channel, James? Monday Night Football is on, man. Like, I'm, like, I am literally like, okay, so we talked about this. Back when Monday Night Football was the big game of the week, mm-hmm. um, they was still at Sunday Night Football on ESPN. <clears throat> and Sunday Night Football was still a good um, matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, 75% of the time. Now, Sunday Night Football is the big thing on NBC, and ESPN has Monday Night Football, and I swear, dude, the matchups, you look at them, and it's, it's always a bunch of, like, it's always a bunch of, like, new, it's a bunch of Jets versus... Ugh. Uh, Dolphins. No, jet, no, not that bad. It's a bunch Jeez. of, like, Jets, Jets versus... Chiefs, Rams, Ugh. a bunch of that, right? You know, it's like, oh, we have one, we have a mediocre team versus another team that's that's like not mediocre, but they have a superstar on their team. Like, so mm-hmm. there's Ty Gurley versus a team that it may fuck around and go nine and seven mm-hmm. or ten and six or whatever. And those games are just offensively awful to watch. They're really ever entertaining. Like. You know the kind of That's why ending, I skip those the kind of ending that you get on um, this past Monday is one that you might get once a year, maybe twice a year on Monday Night Football. It was the it's, Browns. It was Browns versus is Browns versus Ravens without Flacco Ugh. with Matt Schaub as quarterback. Oh, he's so, still in the league. Yeah. Wow. So Mister Pick Six. So he threw a Pick Six on Monday. <laughs> so so. Um, that's what we're talking about, and I still flip the channel every chance I get mm-hmm. um, on, on Raw. Uh, and it's basically it's saying, uh, how well do you like each segment of Raw? The in-ring talking segment. I guess we can go 1 to 10 on this. In-ring talking segments. The current state? Yeah, I would say. 4. I'll, I'll I'll go with six, depending on who's in there. Sometimes they just go on way too long. Well, the current state mostly has been what? It's been, twenty minutes. It's been, promo. it's been it was Seth Rollins walking out there for talking for twenty minutes every single week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> backstage interviews. Um, I mean, those are cool, but they're they come off as just they're canned. just they're just plot devices. I, yeah, I don't really think we should even really they never ever that. use them as like real promos they're always just plot devices that get on to show that I'm I'm asking this I don't like you you're an asshole I'm gonna ask for a match and we're gonna wrestle at 9 o'clock okay I'll beat you out there <laughs> um, the matches uh, I, I think this year's quality of matches um, has been fairly good uh, especially with the John Cena Open Challenge. When they let them wrestle, you mean? When they let them wrestle. Yes, I agree. Uh, the I wrestling get, on Raw, I'll give it like an 8 out of 10. I'd give it a... I don't know, dude. It would be nice they, if they Daniel Bryan was They, around, they opened up Raw the other week with fucking Big Show uh, Raw <laughs> Reigns. So I'd, I'd give them a 7. I'd give yeah, a seven. they did. Yeah, they did. I'd give them a 7. They could take more care or, or choose the matches they book with care. Uh, which I don't think they do. Video packages. 
Uh, I think their video package WWE obviously always does a great. That's job the only thing with. they've ever. Do, that's the only thing they do consistently well over. Ever since they, you know, that's the only thing they ever do well. So I that uh, nine or ten. Um, Superstar and Diva entrances. If, if not for these video packages, they actually just show like just a replay of the shit they put on. People would never buy their pay per views. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sorry, sorry. It was uh, Superstar and Divas entrances, and then also the backstage interactions between Superstars and Divas. Um, I don't think they do either. Like super, like they're not detracting from the show, but they're not adding to the show. Like. Cool. Uh, yeah, the entrances. Yeah, that's that's straight. Uh, but the backstage interactions, like we were talking about earlier, need to be improved. Um, there's another question. Thinking about Raw episodes over the last few months following SummerSlam, how would you rate Raw on the following uh, metrics? Uh, entertaining from start to finish, one out of ten or one to ten. Can I click zero or it has to be one? I mean, you could put whatever you want. Whatever the low, whatever the lowest. It, oh no, I'll say that back. I'll say three or four. I'm with you. Um, Storylines, same. Yeah, they've they've they had they tried to put Kane in the, in the world title match, or they did put Kane in the world title match. Uh, providing unexpected moments. Yeah, six. It, it, look, coming but up. Now Alberto Del Rio came back. I didn't. I kind of expected it, but not un, really. Unexpected. Yes, they do unexpected stuff. Rarely is it good. <laughs> like the last few months, rarely has it been good. The unexpected stuff. Quality of matches, which is kind of in the last part. Still, yeah, seven. Um, level of entertainment. Overall entertainment. Four. I'll say a five. Um, the athleticism of the superstars and divas. Uh, the athleticism is, you know, at an eight. Yeah. Wait, compared to what? Like in back in the day, or just? It's just saying following SummerSlam, their their athleticism. I well, think I they, mean, put, they no put Randy, the handcuffs no on some Randy guys. Orton, no, <laughs> no, like no, like you know, most gifted guy we may have ever seen in the ring, Randy Orton. No, uh, like or smoothest athlete we ever seen in the ring, Randy Orton. No strong as hell, John Cena. Uh, they do got the strong no, man, no, no CrossFit man. Jesus. Yeah, no, no CFJ. Uh, so I say, jeez, no, no, no Cesaro. That's all of those three guys. Daniel Bryan. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, I say, uh, no Nikki Bella. Um, I say like a. Let's see. Let's see. They're, they've got to have some they guys have, that are freak athletes. They do. Biggie's a freak athlete. Yeah, I was thinking of him. Big Russo. Show's a freak athlete for his size. Yeah, I, I, they still have freak yeah. athletes. They just don't have like right now. They're like the best ones are all on the shelf right now. It seems. Well, you know, their most established freak athletes are on the shelf. Yeah, uh, I, I, I give them a seven. The variety of superstars and divas featured. I will go ahead and give them a six. On those, nah, you get a four from them. Their diversity, their body diversity stinks. Um, like who's the, like? Name me one guy that's over that's small. Neville's not over. No. Tyler Breeze ain't over. Ziggler's over. Ziggler's been around for decades. That's true. And also, he I think and he's a former world champion. Ziggler should be. Uh, he should be going heel at some point. 
Um, now what he's fighting is this model dude. <laughs> if you're WWE, shouldn't you have like beat the doors down to get him in that Zoolander remake they're doing? Like a, a five second cameo. I, you know what? I don't think they actually know that that's Zoolander. <laughs> they probably think it's original. They probably think it's original. Like you know, Vince didn't know what the fuck uh, Tony Montana was. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know how they ain't get sued. Basically, uh, okay. Typically, do you think each of the following segments of Raw are given too much, not enough, or just the right amount of time? Okay. Um, Superstars, divas, in-ring promos to build storylines. Too, much, too much, in the words of I Love McConnell. <laughs> yeah, uh, too much. Okay, I, too much. The opening segment is always too much. If they spread it around to the other things, it won't be as bad. I usually would take a good nine o'clock talking segment. Like CM Punk used to run that time. Cena used to run that time. Uh, Brian used to run that time. The nine, like the nine and 10, 10 o'clock ones, aren't bad. But when they come out there and they talk for seventeen plus minutes at, at eight, it's always just like. Oh, uh, here we go again. Let's book the. You know, remember King of the Oh, here it goes. Yep. Well, yes. <laughs> um, the talking segments about what is coming up. I guess that would be the the shot of the announcers. You know, going on. I don't have an issue with those. Um, I don't have a problem with those either. So I say just the right amount. Like somebody has to tell us what the fuck's going on next. Um, talking segments from commentators about what has happened already. That is too much. All the replays and all that stuff. I mean, they're cool they're in doing, case you miss the beginning. They're doing replays because they're, because they're out of material to do. And, <laughs> and the show's so long that people cut cut in at different times, so you don't... So it's, it's like Fetty Wap. Honestly, they run out of lines. Yes. It's almost... It's, yes, yes, yes. Trap it, yes. Like Luke yes, exactly. Um, no, but the bando. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is the show's so long that it's almost like a radio show. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, they put this on, and there's no way that someone stay, stays on the list of the whole radio show three hours in a row, so we had to bring the same topic, we had to rehash the same topic and keep it moved from from there. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happens. Uh, backstage interviews. I would say uh, just the right amount of time. I don't really need to see them like talking a bunch backstage. Um, I think they're fine. Backstage interactions, uh, not enough. Not enough. Um, divas and superstar matches. Like, not enough time. Not and enough. Most, and most, I think most of our issues with these matches is that they don't get enough time to actually do something story as a, to tell a story. A lot of it's just wrap this shit up. Four, you got four minutes. Go out there and you know do this, do this, do this, do this. Go home and have fun while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, matches that don't affect storylines, way too much time. I don't know. I kind of like seeing some of these exhibition matches. Cause that, like, you know, like for example, jo- the John Cena Open Challenge. Yeah. The yeah. John Cena Open Challenge. All the matches are matches that don't affect the storyline. He's fighting other dudes. Yeah. yeah. Like Cesaro would never got over it for the. Third time, if not for the oh, third time, <laughs> for the third time, if not for the, the John Cena Open Challenge, where you just fighting them just to fight them. Kevin Owens, you know, debuted off that. Sami Zayn debuted off that. I think the John Cena Open Challenge was a gimmick in itself. So <clears throat> it was, but what I mean is like it. It just matches. Yeah, um, main event matches. Um, the Raw main events. Do they do they get enough time? I think they get enough time because they go over every week <laughs> in yeah. the main event segment. Well, they're overruns on purpose, though. 
Yeah. Um, how do I answer this without? Why like, is their their Monday night weekly show longer than the pay per views? They go two forty. They're not longer because some a lot of that times those match. It's not three hours. Those those all those rods you cut the commercials are really two hours and twenty minutes hmm. instead of three hours. Hmm. It's just the commercials are that long. Um, I would say that. Um, but they show commercials on the pay per views too, though. No, those are those are live commercials though. Those are live spots. Mm. Like no, you know. Um, how do I say this? The match, the length of time that the matches get are fine for the main event. The issue is that there's too many bullshit finishes to end raw. <laughs> like. You, what was the statistic last year? What it was like? How many? How many of the main matches it was the main in was the like, digits. had a non finish? It was, I had a clean finish. It was like in the single digits or like eleven out of fifty-two weeks. Yeah, we do this every week. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, at the same time, I realize they want to save stuff, you know. But come on, give us something. If you want to save, you can. You can <clears> put on. All right, I believe the John Cena Open Challenge has proved to us that you can put on a match. Um, in the main event, and then not be something you're quote unquote giving away necessarily. Mm-hmm. And then with that said, they have to I think, use I other think guys. Daniel, I think Daniel Bryan proved that as well. But you know, what do I know? Uh, you know, we never worked in the business. So, I think John yeah. C. I think I think CM Punk proved that as well. <laughs> I mean, these are only you know no. I mean, these are only three guys that have been were doing this just in the last three years. So you know, yeah. Um. Championship matches. Uh, did they get too much time, not enough, or just the right amount of time? On TV or yeah. on pay-per-view? Or on TV. On Raw. I don't think they do enough they championship never, matches. They don't do enough of them, and they, ne- and they don't do enough, to, and they don't treat them like they're, big, they're necessarily the biggest deal in the world either. Yeah. Like, they could give, they could, how do I say this? They could... Um, build. They could give themselves so much good, build so much goodwill if they put on title matches. They put on more title matches and actually treated them like they were title matches like, on Raw. Like the champion should have I, to defend the belt once a month on Raw. And I don't. I would love it. And I don't mean like WWE title. I mean like all the titles. Mm-hmm. Like. If you're going to come out there and you're going to have a, the diva, or you're going to go out there and have a tag match, and you have to cut the tag match to where it's an eight minute thing, then have them go on TV two weeks later and wrestle for fifteen or wrestle for two whole segments. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense why you can't put them on at nine o'clock and go tear the house down. There's no reason why Kevin Owens can't go out there with some, go out there with somebody um, two weeks after this or or Dean Ambrose whatever mm-hmm. and do that like. One of the craziest things about this entire uh, this entire tournament that led to uh, Survivor Series was like you forgot how good of a wrestler Dean Ambrose was because he was seemed like he he was never in any matches that you could actually you know, were worth any stakes or he was just out there just going out there brawling like it was good it was refreshing to see oh yeah that guy can still go out there and wrestle his ass off. 
Um, what else we got? Uh, recaps of previous episodes. I think that's you know just the right amount of time. Yeah, I mean, fine. they got to move to storyline I mean, for us. I mean, you know, you're gonna miss episodes. You gotta, you know. Okay, here's another question. Um, if you were aware matches were going to appear during a specific hour of Raw before the airing of, sh- of the show, would you be more likely to tune in to Raw during that hour? I'm sorry, what? if you know what the lineup of the, mat- of the matches are, would you tune in and watch that particular matches? During that hour. During a specific hour. Like, if you knew uh, John Cena was wrestling at 9 o'clock, would you tune in at 9 mm-hmm. to see it? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, same here. That's, uh, that was just a yes or no question. That's, I, I mean, that seems like... Something obvious. Um, but I think they're afraid that if they do that, then like people won't watch, and then they just tune in to watch John Cena's segment, Roman, yep. Roman Reigns' segment, and whoever else will peace out. Right. And they'd be like, yeah, and coming up at 1025, like such and such will be, and then, you know, motherfuckers really would have to be hitting their time cues and all that stuff. Uh, and the final section of their survey was, uh, how would the inclusion of the following ideas impact your interest in viewing Raw more often? Um, if they included specialty matches, like if you, if there's a cage match or a hardcore oh, no, match, shit. No, that's, no, duh. um, <laughs> time spent addressing the fans. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know, but <clears throat> I don't really think we necessarily need to be addressed. Like aside from coming off of pay-per-view, maybe. What does that mean though? I would guess like addressing the fan can mean a bunch of different yeah. things. What does that mean? Uh, I think just like talking in the ring or whatever. I don't know. Like responding to chance or yeah, I don't know what that means. That's pretty vague. All right, next um, championship matches. Yes, <laughs> celebrity guest appearances. No, because they can't ever pick the right celebrities to include. I mean, does I mean okay? <coughs> do what you got to do. Um, celebrity guests included in matches. Not actually in the ring, no. Yeah, I'm like, not trying if to it, see that. I mean, often. unless it's like... Making a roster look like geeks, because you know they treat it, the guests good. Like, unless it's, you know, if they're like on the side, like a valet type of deal, manager type of deal, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. If how Hugh Jackman did. Yeah, how he. Well, I mean, Hugh Jackman broke Dolph Ziggler's jaw, quote-unquote. Uh, but, like, I mean, like the, uh, what was it? Um... Punchable face. Who punched Barrett? <laughs> who punched Barrett or Sheamus in the face the other week? Uh, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, like that works. Yeah, and it, and it came off as natural because it, you know they were in sitting right there. Like I remember one of the time, like during the back during back during the good old Attitude Era days, right? <laughs> the good old days. I can't remember what time it was. This was during the Crash Holly, uh, hardcore Holly joints, right? Excuse me, the super heavyweight Crash Holly. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, when he was doing the hard, you know, back, this back when like the hardcore title was under twenty four seven rules, where you know he was getting ran up. They on, need to like, bring a twenty four seven title back. So, uh, I forgot what town they were. They were in a, in, they were in an NFL town, and two guys were sitting. Uh, two uh, two guys were sitting. Um, so like ringside, side. sitting yeah. ringside, and Crash somehow like just got done with a hardcore match, and then all of a sudden, uh, one of the dudes laid out Crash Holly, went to pin him, and then the other dude went to count one, two, three, and then <laughs> y'all he, kicked, no he kicked out at two and then got up and ran. He like basically rolled him up, and then uh, he kicked out at two, grabbed the title, ran out the ring, and like damn, we almost got him, damn. like that sort of thing. Like that would be fun, but they, you know, they don't do that sort of stuff. They always like all them Pittsburgh Steelers that were sitting at ringside. They could have done something like that. Yeah. Um, then legends appearances. 
I think legends are like salt in a sense. You need to use them just right. If it's too much, so seasoning. Yes, okay. just like seasoning. You can't overdo it, or else it's gonna fuck up the the meat completely. Or it'll get too spicy. Yes. Or it'll be just not enough. Like it'll be like, oh, okay, y'all brought Ric Flair off for that. Like how he came out <laughs> with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, uh, how do you feel about that, James? Um, I'm sick of seeing Sergeant Slaughter get rolled <clears throat> out here. When's the last time you seen Sergeant Slaughter? I saw him today because I was watching the network. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time you seen him on live air? Uh, I'm sure he was on there this year. Really? I'm when? sure. I'm sure he was on there. I have to old think school about raw. No, nah, they didn't do old school raw this year. I know. That's why I yeah. brought it up. You would be like, yeah, you didn't even have it this year. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> on my toes. Okay, so I don't know. It seems like they only do it like once a month. Mm-hmm. You think that's too much? Uh, I just think it's how they do it. They need to get creative. Um, I mean, there's only so much shit they can do, it seems. You know. <sighs> Legends included in matches. No. no that's the, you know, well, I mean, they, 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 you know, in, their, in their WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Exactly. Legends included in matches in their WrestleMania? Yeah. Um, you know, in case, unless they want, you know, Shawn, they just want to book Shawn Michaels, you know, to, to show up and, and beat a bitch with a super kick. I ain't got no problem with that. Nah, dude, I ain't you know, no, I ain't saying none of these old dudes that come out here and wrestle no more. You saw what happened to Sting. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's going to wrap up uh, One Nation Radio. We're actually like 69 minutes in because we absolutely suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got anything else to add before we get up out of here, James? Nah, man. Um, unless you want to talk about Creed real quick. Sure, why not? Okay. Like, real quick, like five, ten minutes. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> came out the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, Rocky Seven, in a sense. Uh, seventh movie in the series. Um completely different movie felt different than any other uh rocky film uh james what were your impressions of the movie well do you how do you feel about it being different in a good way or a bad way it was a good way it was was like oh okay like this doesn't feel like rocky it feels like something else Mm -hmm. like okay rock's in it it's his own thing Yeah. yeah it's almost like remember back in the 90s when they would like take a character from like a popular series and then put them on the other show basically like when they would like put like they had TJF and all of a sudden you see Urkel on like right. Full House or something. Else. Right, that's what okay. it felt like to me. Like with Rock, there I was like, okay, like Full House is its own, like Creed is its own. This is its own like its own story universe. and roughly its own universe. Yeah, yeah, for storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> now I feel like this is uh, how do I say this? If I was going to write, if I was going to ever, it, okay, so this movie, I feel, got so many different things right. Um, it, it, I feel like, I feel like it was, um, hmm. How do I say this in words? <laughs> how, do I, how do I articulate this? Hold on, hold on, audio medium, man. Yeah, yep. right? Um... <laughs> I felt like this was a really genuine movie. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know as far as um, the actual authenticity of what um, what 
what North Philly is to to people that live there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even if the whatever they may have gotten only part right or whatever, I feel like it came from a um, genuine. Um, they 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 with all their heart they tried. I feel like they showed the other side of Philly that none of the Rockies have ever shown. Right, because Philly, because the first few was South Philly, and you know this is North Philly, right? Yeah. Um, and you, and you know you, I think I've talked to you about you know I mean, we you know we know where where you know what North Philly is. All right, so. Um, All those dudes from Rockefeller, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another way, like yeah, exactly. You know, you, you, and you see the differences of you know time and time and even um, just to, to change the demographic of what what one town means. Like you know, when like you talk about like white Chicago mm-hmm. uh, in the north side, and you talk about like. Um, Ditka and Wrigley Field and um, deep dish pizza and putting a bunch of weird shit on your on your hot dog or whatever. Um, and then you talk about Southside Chicago and you're talking about you know Chief Keith. And you're talking about you know Chirac and, and yeah. Derrick Rose and and um and, and slain and you know and, and Bishop being killed out there um, yep. the basketball player and you know and Families moving, moving from the south up there, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and GDs and all the other, and vice lords and all that stuff, and everything in between. Um, it like got to talk about Detroit that, too. That's uh, <laughs> you ain't seen a fucking mile road south of ten. Well, I mean, literally, you can look up, you can look up at a, at a you know US at a dot census map and see like listen to right that. down that eight mile line, uh, right down the eight mile road is like. South of that is the city in Black Detroit, and north of, and right there is the suburbs, and there's literally a wall. Mm-hmm. I don't mean an like invisible I, wall. No, not an invisible wall. It's literal wall. It's oh, there. Wow. Yes, there is a wall that actually cut off like the sub, the, like that led to that they split neighborhoods in half. Right? Hmm. They be like, nah, we nah. This is where white people live. This is where black people live. Here's a wall. Now let it know you are not allowed to come over here, more or less. Right? Um, but. That, that's besides the point. Um, just the because it wasn't that you know there wasn't that in Rocky, but just the fact that like this story is very much about um, Rocky, but it's also about like the folks in Philadelphia that weren't that were quote unquote underrepresented the last time around, mm-hmm. right? Not because of any type of like nefarious activities. The fact that like that wasn't the story, right? But just let you know like there's more to the city and. Um, you know when you see when you hear you know the soundtrack and, and Meek Mills on it and everything that goes with that that's right now where it's like, damn dude, like why do you have to like you partially have ruined some of this movie for me like that's funny like I thought this was you know I thought you know without Meek Mill being on this movie it's probably like the second best Rocky movie like with him on it like right now it's like uh, I feel weird just saying that out loud. It's like, what do you mean Meek Mill was on that shit? That shit is whack. You know, I I I love the movie, like, but I'm I'm not ready. It's almost it's it's not a part of the series to me yet. Like, 
some time has to go by until I have fully like I don't know if it actually will ever be a part of it. I think it's it's actually, it's so singular. It's actually its own thing. Like I think they're literally going to be yeah sequels. Like, Creed, Creed two, two three. three. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. Like, so um, for me, I think uh, you know as I was saying about Meek Mill, like when you hear Meek Mill, you hear John Legend, when you hear the roots on the soundtrack, like. That's that that ain't built that ain't exactly Bill Conti, you know, mm-hmm. uh, dialing up the the sound score, and, or and it's, and it's damn sure not Eye of the Tiger or yeah. or um, there's no easy way now. out, yeah, you know, like it's just, it's so much it's on thing, fire. And, like the fight scenes are just so like the tracking shots of like to make it like just it felt it was like one take, it felt so real, yeah, where you you know. He walks, you know, he walks from the back, walks in, not a single frame cut from, and all of a sudden he's in there throwing punches the whole, you know, for around or whatever. It's just, you know. New. Yeah, I always, I hold it, Rocky, it has, it Rocky has, 3 and 4 are my, my favorites. It felt really, it felt very genuine. Like, you know, when you, you know, you talk about um, when he first meets Rocky and he asks about, the infamous, the infamous, you know, third fight. the end of the third fight when they're both in the middle of punches and they cut it and then they move on from there and they never talk about it again seemingly. And, you know, and ultimately after that, it led to Creed's demise and you hear ask like, so who won the fight? And that, this after he talks about, you know, Creed, he's a perfect fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, like who won the fight? You know, since, you know, you know who I am now. He did. Right. You know, and that's something that, you know, me and you, we always talk about, we, we've talked about Rocky before, and I always said to you, like, dude, you think about it, like, Creed had to have won that fight. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't have fought uh, Drago in the ex- exhibition. You just hung it up. Especially after, he, after the whole thing of three is, um, Creed showed him, you know. Basically taught him his style. You got to get him how to get, you got to get fast again. You're, you got to work on your on your quickness and your speed, and we got to get you hungry again. Yeah. Um, what, Apollo might have been angling for another real fight, you know, but <laughs> time will tell, or we'll never know. You know. And then, you know, the part where he's gonna, he's in the same situation where he's gonna stop the fight, mm-hmm. um, the championship fighting, you know. And that's half the battle of this movie. Yeah. And, and the whole, you know, we talk about, you know, what stories are, and yeah, this is, this is a boxing movie. Um, that's the, that's the package this thing is wrapped up, but what is the dynamics of it? And honestly, this is, these are two people that, that found each other and more or less saved each other's lives between Rocky and Creed, where, you know, there's nobody else in Rocky's life. You know, Adrian's gone, yeah. Polly's gone, Mick's gone. Polly's you know, gone. Creed's gone. Yep. All, everybody's gone. And all of a sudden, this dude comes to his door and all of a sudden, like, he basically has a family member that pops out of nowhere. Like, it's, it's, even his son is in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then you look at um, Creed. Creed was basically born with nobody except for his mother. And his mom, you know, pretty much told him if you're going to do this after what I went through with your dad don't call me right right so they, <laughs> like, at a, they were at a, both at a time where like they were both by themselves the only thing they, left, they had was each other and I thought that was you know pretty cool that you know how this works out right. um but we're uh, yeah. we'll, we'll come back um, next week and we'll, we might you know talk about Creed a bit more in depth and how it relates to the Rocky series um, the next time back on the show um, <clears throat> but we're going to get up out of here um, this is One Nation Radio make sure you guys follow us on Twitter um, at One Nation Radio at James Boyd 87 
at richladder32. I had to remember my own damn uh, name. Shouts <clears> out to socialsuplex.com. Uh, Jeremy Donovan. Shouts out to Sierra Reed. Uh, BWB, what's up? <laughs> uh, make sure you guys check out um, those Smoky Mountain Wrestlings. Um, New Jack's on there. It's absolutely amazing. So is Jim Cornette. Um, also, the AWA has uploaded. They've uploaded some AWA. They've also uploaded Mid-South, and they've uploaded NWA World Championship Wrestling from the 80s. So it's, they've, they've finally put the stuff on the network that you know, someone like me, I know I've wanted to watch it for a long time just to see, you know, guys in their primitive stages and things like that. But we're going to get up out of here. James, uh, make sure you uh, try to watch that if you can. I'm interested to see your thoughts on some of those uh, old shows. They're hilarious. I, I think the current product has pro wrestling beaten out of me right now. <laughs> we'll see if I get around to it, though. <laughs> All right. This is One Nation Radio. Later. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.